Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed, you don't know where to turn. These days, it seems like there is no end to our problems. We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org. Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to the Yoga Hour. Living the Eternal Way, offering insights and practices for spiritually conscious living today with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien from the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California. To ask questions or join in the discussion, email us at theyogahour at unityonlineradio.org. Now, here's your host, Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. Welcome to the Yoga Hour, our time to open our hearts and our minds to the infinite. I'm Yogacharya O'Brien, and today we'll be looking at some insights and time-tested practices from the ancient system of Kriya Yoga, philosophy and practice for spiritually conscious, dynamic, fulfilled living in today's world. Yoga is a familiar Sanskrit word to so many today, but not everyone understands or is aware of its deep philosophical meaning as oneness, union, or unity, which means to bring our attention and our awareness uh, to consciously abide in our essential spiritual nature, to realize the self, the true self, to be restored to our original wholeness, and not just to know that, but to live it, knowing our true spiritual nature and living in harmony with it. And today's topic is going to be exactly right for helping us um, learn how to do that more creatively and dynamically, healthy living through the Bhagavad Gita. And we are joined today by Swami Bodhananda Saraswati, We'll be drawing uh, some lessons from his book, A Conversation with Lord Krishna, Five Spiritual Questions of Arjuna. Swami Bodhananda is an accomplished teacher of Vedanta and meditation. He was born in Kerala, 36 miles from the birthplace of Adi Shankaracharya. His birthplace, spiritual fervor, and experiences as a youth seemed to destine him for a life of a sannyasin. So at an early age, he felt his spiritual calling and <clears throat> the sense of compassion um, with a strong urge to help humanity. He he then went into college, completed his undergraduate degree in economics and political science at Christ College in Kerala. And that after that, balancing that out, he wandered for many years through the Himalayas. And finally, he settled in Kerala, where as a brahmachari, he joined the Saraswati order. And today, uh, Swami Bodhananda serves as the spiritual director and founder of the Sambodhs, Society and Sambod Center for Human Excellence. He has several ashrams in India and one in Kalamazoo, Michigan, as well as study groups throughout the U.S. He's the author of many books, um, as I mentioned, including the one, A Conversation with Lord Krishna, that we're going to be drawing from today. His website is sambod.com or sambod.us. That's S-A-M-B-O. D-H. Welcome back to Yoga Hour, Swamiji. We're so delighted you're joining us again today. Thank you. Thank you for those wonderful words about the Swami. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> so, Swamiji, before we begin our conversation, let's just share in a moment of centering, a little moment of meditation, shall we? Yes, yes. As we begin our time of contemplation this morning, we begin with turning our attention within, remembering, recognizing one reality, one life, one power, one presence that is the support and substance of all that is. So right where we are, we can recognize this divine reality by making a pilgrimage to the temple of our heart where divinity dwells. We can do this, we can make this pilgrimage by following our breath. So as you breathe in, feel that you are traveling within to the temple of the divine self. And as you breathe out, you are letting go of any stress, any restlessness. And with each breath, journeying deeper within, letting the mind become quiet. Just feel the air entering your nostrils, cool air coming in, warm air flowing out. All it takes is a moment of intention, of directing our attention within, becoming aware of the fullness of our being. And we can do that in any moment. And how wonderful, how joyful, how peaceful to discover right where we are, divinity dwells. So as we touch this peace within us, Let us remember to carry it with us. Paramahansa Yogananda said you can carry your portable peace with you everywhere. So let us do that today. Carry our portable peace with us wherever we go. Sharing that peace with all we meet. conversation today um, with some really excellent advice on healthy living through the Bhagavad Gita, especially with its practical nature that Swamiji has put together in his book, Conversation with Lord Arjuna, with Lord Krishna, Five Spiritual Questions of Arjuna. We begin um, with the first advice, don't worry. In the spiritual classic, the Bhagavad Gita, Arjuna, the seeking soul, who of course represents each one of us, longs to know how to live life fully and in particular in the beginning, how to face life's challenges. Lord Krishna, Supreme Consciousness, the higher true self, first gives Arjuna a quick answer and his response brings together five principles of healthy living and the practical nature of Swamiji's commentary on these verses reminds us that spiritual practice extends to all areas of our life and includes caring for our health and responding to life's challenges appropriately and effectively. So before we begin um, discussing the five principles of healthy living, Swamiji, let's look at the, the backdrop 
for this, this larger purpose of those principles. And you have written that the advice given in the Gita is designed to purify the intellect so one can make the right kind of decisions and uh, therefore, of course, the right kind of actions and becoming a co-creator with God in the ongoing effort to unfold, you know, our hidden potential. So let's start there. What does it mean to purify the intellect and, and why is that so important? So, Maji, let me, uh, from the very, in the very outset, tell you, after that meditation, it is difficult to talk. <laughs> Especially your mesmeric voice. <laughs> it, it, it took me to a very deep dimension. Oh, thank you, Swami. And that itself is very purifying. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, Krishna talks about uh, purifying the mind. And purity is uh, non-reaction. As we interact with the world, sensations pour into you. And our tendency is to react to those sensations violently. To, to purify the mind means to balance the mind, not to react, but to very objectively and in a detached way evaluate the situation and bring out the best response based upon our values. Mm-hmm. Mm. So to purify, yeah, to purify yes. the mind means to live a life of values. Mm-hmm. And the basic value is non-violence, not hurting the other, being sensitive, being empathetic, putting oneself in the shoes of the other mm-hmm. and looking at the issue. Enlarging your uh, your consciousness, so everybody has got a place in your consciousness. Everybody is respected. Mm. So I would say, living your values is purifying the mind. And uh, yes, you know, and um, we can tell. I think with a little bit of spiritual practice, this distinction you know, of what it is to um, begin to experience um, a purified intellect, purified mind versus the reactive mind. You know, I, nobody wants a reactive mind because when, yes. when, we, when we have that, we feel we are a prisoner, you know, to our own nature. And, you know, we, we do things, we say things, and we say, oh, why did I do that? You know, I, I wish I didn't do that. So... You know, as you're describing, a purified mind, purified intellect allows us to live from our values. You know, what we know is good, what we know is true, what we know is right, um, instead of um, having to be an automaton, you know, and just reacting to, to what to what comes. Um, but of course, the question that, you know, everyone has is, well, you know, how do I do that? And, and Arjuna asked that too. <laughs> you know, how, how, how do I do that? <laughs> yes. So what happens is, when we, uh, we, we have certain values, certain intellectual uh, acceptance is there regarding it, like nonviolence or truthfulness, such values we accept intellectually but we are not able to live those values because of the pressure of habits. So what is intellectual has to become actual in our life. So what is natural to an accomplished person become a practice for us. So we have to deliberately practice those values moment to moment in our life. And uh, if if we find the pressure of habits in our behavior, what we can do is like fasting or uh, um, engaging in uh, in uh, in a social social service and uh, altruistic work, engaging in some work, or have some satsang associated with the good people and change your diet. So this uh, and practice pranayama, practice yoga, mm-hmm. and this way uh, one one will be able to. Uh, practice what is intellectually convincing to us. 
Yes, so first we we study and we understand what study, those values understand. are. Yes, yes. so we, we clarify what they are, how we really want to live. I mean, we, we know this inside of ourselves. You know, it's, it's, it's not coming from outside, but when we study, then I think it becomes clearer for us. And, and then, of course, meditation is... Yes, meditation uh, will help. Uh, yeah. Fasting, I find the fasting will help. Once in a week, once in a month, you fast and observe silence. Mm. Yeah, so not just fasting from food, which is helpful, but fasting from uh, all kinds of input just to get input, quiet. Input, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So there is less input from the external world so that you can reflect. You have mm. some time, some space to reflect. That's beautiful. And in, um, t- just briefly, because we want to get into uh, why this advice about not to worry, but before we go there, just say a few words about what it means to be a co-creator with God uh, in this effort to unfold our potential. How do you see that? What happens is God has created us with that infinite potential, we are a chip of the block, as, as they say, uh-huh. and um, we have that spark of divinity in us, and God functions through us. He doesn't have any independent functions. <laughs> he, he uses his creation to unfold himself. Actually, our unfoldment is God's unfoldment. Mm. God discovers himself through us. That's beautiful. It so is we, not only, yes. I was going to say, we could think of ourselves then as the growing edge of God. Edge of God. <laughs> so it is not only human beings, even a flower blooming is an expression of God. Mm. A star tinkling is an expression of God. A baby smiling with his toothless mouth is an expression of God. Mm-hmm. So mm. human beings are the finest, at least that is what we claim. The finest expression of God. Mm. But human beings has to interact with the world and create that space for their expression. Mm. And so that there we come back to the way of being in touch with these higher values and then being able to live them is, is the way of expressing that innate divine potential and being a co-creator with God. Now let us look Swamiji at Lord Krishna's first advice which you which you have so skillfully translated for us as don't worry <laughs> don't worry uh, face problems calmly keep your cool under all yes. circumstances. So um tell us why this advice is so central because it means it I know it means so much more than what we think even just on the surface. So tell us about why this advice about not worrying is so important. Uh, before we go into that, Humaji, let us discuss a little more about the values. As we yes. try to leave those values, what are the difficulties that we face, you and I face, mm-hmm. in leaving those values? Because ours is a dedicated life. We are committed ourselves to leave these values. And still we do find uh, difficulties. And uh, so what are some of the difficulties that we face? What What's your idea? Uh, I think um, the difficulties, uh, one, you know, that I can think of comes from the necessity to always uh, be finding balance. You know, balance is not an end state. You know, we have this idea that I am going to be in balance, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but life is always getting out of balance and then we have to regain that. And so, you know, there's for me this dynamic balance between, you know, a stillness and activity. And so it is finding that uh, right balance and making that, in a sense, the course correction. Um, so that's what I would say for me, you know, shows up as um, a primary obstacle to, you know, living my values. Because if I get 
too um too active and I lose touch with, you know, being still enough to stay connected to these, the wisdom that comes from within, um, then that is not helpful. Or if I am too removed, <laughs> that is not helpful either. So what do you think, Swamiji? You're listening to the Yoga Hour with Yogacharya O'Brien and Swami Bodhananda Saraswati. And we'll be right back with you. Unity Online Radio brings you inspiring programs on a variety of spiritual topics. Giving to the network is now easier than ever. Simply text Unity Radio to 72727 from your smartphone. You can make a one-time or recurring donation. Your gifts help us offer enriching spiritual programs that reach listeners around the world. Text Unity Radio to 72727. Thank you for your support. What if you could improve your health one decision at a time? Take that first step and join us each Tuesday at 9 a.m. Central and learn from experts in integrative medicine. Awaken to Your Best Health is committed to supporting your personal health through cutting-edge research, education, and practical tips that you can put into place immediately. Make that decision for yourself by saying yes to health. Does music open your heart and bring you peace and joy? Experience the sacredness of sound with Ramdesh Kaur as we travel the world of mantra, kundalini yoga, and devotional music. Join us for a journey into spirit, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern, on Spirit Voyage Radio with Ramdesh. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Listening to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. We now return to the Yoga Hour. Welcome back to the Yoga Hour. I'm Yogacharya O'Brien, and we're joined today by Swami Bodhananda Saraswati, the spiritual director and founder of the Sambod Society and Sambod Center for Human Excellence. He's the author of the text we're drawing from uh, for our discussion today, A Conversation with Lord Krishna, Five Spiritual Questions of Arjuna. And Swamiji's website is sambod.com. Now, before the break, um, we were we were talking about um, purifying the mind um, as being able to um, to live our deep values and uh, express our potential. And Swamiji, you asked me, what is you know the difficulty that you face? Even though you know, of course, we are choosing uh, to live uh, in a spiritual way. Still, there is difficulty that we face sometimes in living these values. And you know, my what I identified as number one is this difficulty in maintaining balance. You know, that if I get too involved in activity, um, I have to come back to um stillness you know to find that wisdom within and that balance is not a state that is um an end state you know we are always getting out of balance <laughs> that's just the way of yes. nature and have to you know restore that again and again so what do you find swamiji to be your uh, it, challenge yeah it, it is a state of unstable equilibrium as we move from medication to activity and from activity to meditation, 
he feels these disturbances. And I think that that slight tension is very important for unfoldment. Mm. Because values, then we touch, we lose touch with reality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the values are to be practiced very consciously and with a nuance. We have to nuance those values in practice. Mm-hmm. So some sometimes we blindly follow the values and when we become impractical, stubborn and we become harsh with ourselves. Very harsh. Mm-hmm. So the, 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 this is a very is a very delicate balance between practical life and the ideal the ideal that we set for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So through yeah. this tension that between practical and the ideal, the values and the real world, through those tensions we unfold ourselves. Mm. And, and, you know, in your book, you, you have done such a beautiful uh, job of talking about um, how part of facing our problems is understanding just what you're talking about, that problems um, are not a problem in the way that we see them. <laughs> in other words, they're not something to be avoided. They're not even something that can be avoided. Um, and but but we do have the opportunity to see them as the way in which we learn how to live our values. You know, we learn how to unfold our potential um, as we make our way through these tensions in our life. I may have lost uh, connection with uh, Swami again here, so um, I'm going to ask the listeners to bear with us, and um, I'll just continue on here until we can get them back online. Um, Swami has written in his book about um, problems and challenges being the way that we, we grow and how helpful it is if we can uh, understand that. And that gives us uh, a way, you know, an insight for facing our problems calmly. He, you know, he, he wrote that the only time you don't have problems in life is, is you know, when you die, <laughs> then the problems stop. But, um, you know, I think that it's, uh, we, we do have an idea that somehow when we come onto the spiritual path and we have uh, new skills, then uh, we will not have any more problems. But that leads to great disappointment um, because it is not the nature of of life to work in that way. So our problems um, then become a way that we learn and grow. Swamiji, have you come back online now? Yeah, yes, I am online. Okay. Okay, great. So we, I just was filling in a bit as the call was dropped about why um, working with our problems is the way that we grow. And um, can can we move uh, into uh, can we move into about about um, why it is so important not to worry? Hello. Hello. Huh? Remove that. Hello. Hello, Swami. Yeah. I am hearing you. So, yeah. um, can we can we move our conversation to uh, why it is so important not to worry? Hello. Can you hear me? Hello. No. So. Yeah. Can you hear me? I can hear you, Swami, but um, yes. Okay. Bring us. Yeah. So let's move our conversation. Yes, and can you can you talk about why it is so important not to worry? This first advice of Krishna to Arjuna. Can you hear me very well? Yes, it is fine. Yeah. So Krishna. Uh, 
I am sorry. We are having such technical problem today. I think we have uh, lost connection uh, once again. So um, uh, we were looking at this um, idea of why um, the advice that comes from Lord Krishna is not to worry and um, so we're going to try not to worry about technical difficulties on the call this morning. And, of course, worry uh, clouds the mind and makes it very uh, difficult for us then to discern how to solve our problems. Um, Steve, I'm wondering if we can go to a break and reestablish our connection and come back. Are we able to do that? Okay, so you're listening to the Yoga Hour. I'm Yogacharya O'Brien, and I'm joined today by Swami Bodhananda Saraswati, spiritual director and founder of the Sambod Society and Sambod Center for Human Excellence, and author of the text that we're drawing from today, A Conversation with Lord Krishna. And uh, as we go to the break, we'll try to reestablish connection with him, and we'll be right back. Thank you for your patience. Hello, listeners. Did you know we've gone mobile? That's right. Your favorite Unity online radio programs are available on your mobile device. Now you can take us with you wherever you go. Using apps from Live 365 or Stitcher, you can listen to Unity online radio live or on demand. To learn more, visit www.unity.fm and click on Mobile Listening. Is there a difference between the spiritual teachings you know and how you live your life? Does your day-to-day experience reflect what you truly value? Are you ready to receive your life and live the gift that you are? Join Janice Campbell, licensed Unity teacher, author, and coach each week as she shares inspiration and tools to help you identify and dissolve the limiting beliefs that prevent you from living the fullest expression of what you are. Talk with Janice live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central on Receive Your Life, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What if you could improve your health one decision at a time? Take that first step and join us each Tuesday at 9 a.m. Central and learn from experts in integrative medicine. Awaken to Your Best Health is committed to supporting your personal health through cutting-edge research, education, and practical tips that you can put into place immediately. Make that decision for yourself by saying yes to health. Listening to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. If you have a question, please submit it via email at the Yoga Hour at UnityOnlineRadio.org and we will respond. Now, back to the Yoga Hour. Welcome back to the Yoga Hour. I'm Yogacharya O'Brien. I'm joined today by Swami Bodhananda Saraswati. I apologize for listeners. We've had some technical difficulties this morning, but I think um, we have them solved now. We can go back uh, into our conversation about why it's so important not to worry. And Swamiji, I was practicing not worrying when we were having connection difficulties. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. It is a good lesson for us. How not to worry and uh, accept things as they are. Mm. Yes. Uh, the the message, Krishna, Krishna's Lord Krishna's message is not to worry under stressful situations. Because when we worry, then we lose access to the spirit. Mm-hmm. 
and the spirit has all the answers not our intellect not our memory but it is the spirit which brings or provides us creative answers to problems mm-hmm. yeah our intellect is only a channel to unfold those answers or to bring up those answers mm-hmm. that is why krishna says don't worry because worrying will be self defective a self destructive yeah that is so, so we, true because it clouds the mind and then the and mind. then we are not able to receive uh the insight that insight. that can come it it sets up a Correct. a block uh to that. So I think the question comes, you know, Swami ji, you know, how we say okay, the the wisdom that you need is within you. Um and of course we teach this, but then the question is, you know, how to look within. You know, we've already identified today that one must purify the intellect so that the intellect can be a good receiver um for this wisdom but you know in a practical way how do, would you advise someone to be able to actually there are there are three within? there are three techniques that krishna gives us one technique one is the first thing is work should be one cannot avoid work because work is the means of self unfoldment or realizing god in life and at this point we work with a certain selfish expectations so if we can convert work into a pursuit of excellence that is the first step work should be a means of pursuing excellence and while we are pursuing excellence we have to keep our mind in balance in an unstable balance we have seen it is not a stable balance it is an unstable balance it is in that process that we get access to the spirit mm mm-hmm. mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. so first is yoga karmasu kaushalam yoga is pursuing excellence in work Second is Samatthum Yoga Uchade. Yoga is keeping the mind in balance. Mind in balance means we are not reacting to situations. All these are advice. All these are advice I know still we are trying to find out how to do that. Yes. Is that the, is that the question? How to... Yes, yes, how to look within. And I think Swamiji you mentioned there are three pieces of advice. So yeah. one is and I and I love that is such beautiful practical advice of how to disengage from being attached to the end result. This is beautiful yeah. to see your work as pursuit of excellence because okay. then you can fall in love with the process right you, you yeah. can be joyful about the process because that is the way you know we are learning and growing you know if we're attached to an end result you know we become so unhappy if things don't turn out the way you know we want or we become prideful if they do <laughs> and so you know both and, are and the irony and the, the irony is that even if we are successful we become unhappy yes <laughs> even if yes. we get the result we wanted still we are unhappy that is irony yes it if is we don't get so- it we are disappointed frustrated if we get the result we want then also we are unhappy because the next question is that now what uh-huh. <laughs> exactly and either we feel you know like um you know we don't know what to do next or so we're confused or or we feel that um you know we can't uh, you know do something like that again you know so many uh, yes. strange thoughts come in yes, but yes, but yes. if we have this uh teaching 
that our work, our activity is our vehicle for growth, for expressing our divine potential in the world, being a co-creator with God as you have identified, and to have it be this pursuit of excellence, um, that is that is so beautiful. It's really exactly what's needed to have us uh, unhook, you know, from being so, uh, to have our goal be, you know, an end result. Rather, our goal can be uh, this pursuit of excellence. And then, as you mentioned, the other skill for being able to look within is keeping the mind in balance, which we've, we've talked about. But was there one more thing, Swamiji? And the third is, Third is you you start listening to the whisper of the soul, as they say. Uh-huh. Most of the time we don't we don't listen to that, uh-huh. even though that uh, communication is there. We are not listening. Our attention is somewhere else. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. we must we must wait, wait, and then try to listen to that whisper. It's a very very subtle whisper. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it, that that feeling that somebody is behind us, uh-huh. you know, the uh-huh. feeling of the background. Yes. Uh, yes. That that is another skill we have to cultivate. Yes. You know, this, I, I, listening and, to the to the voiceless messages. Yes, and I think you know behind that Swamiji is is uh, understanding. Um, you know, what we are, what the self is, and so that we have um, the expectation that that wisdom is there because uh, having that expectation that the wisdom is there is very important. And, you know, I see people become so disconnected, you know, from their own wisdom. You know, my example I think of today, you know, you you look at the sky, right, and you can tell what the weather is that's coming. You know, if there are clouds, you know there's some rain coming <laughs> and so forth. Right, right. But I see people, you know, they're standing outside, the sky is there, the, the signs are there, and then they're going to their cell phone to... They're going to their cell phone to Google, you yes. know, what is the weather yes. report? Weather report. <laughs> right, 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 right. They don't, they don't believe their own inner voice. Yes. They want, uh, they want to believe only the Google or the or newspaper <laughs> or the radio broadcast, not their own inner voice. Yeah. So that ability to listen, to listen, to hear. That is a special skill. That's a gift, I would say. That is a blessing, I would say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is the meaning of ho- faith. I need faith. Mm-hmm. Faith in something beyond, which can communicate with me, which can talk to me, which can help me. No, that faith is necessary. Mm-hmm. So and these are the three skills Krishna talks about. And those are so helpful. And, and you mention in, in Krishna's, Lord Krishna's advice is, you know, don't worry, look within. And then a third component of that that I think you're touching on now with this faith is to be fearless. Fearless. Um, so, fearless. There is a solution. There is a meaning in whatever is happening. Be fearless. Take risk. Keep mm-hmm. moving. Mm-hmm. All, all that, all that. And to you know, to develop when I when I think of being fearless, I think of our ability, uh, which you are calling faith. I think I would also call trust. You know, to to develop this ability to trust life and really you know this I would say comes from you know in, in yoga what we practice as Ishwara Pranidhan right to and surrender Ishwara. the sense of being separate and like somehow you know here you are living your little life and God is out there um, yeah but as as we come to experience no you know god is our life we know then we are always supported and fear begins to um, melt away can melt. can you 
Can you talk more about that, Swamiji, your experience of how fear, how we move from being fearful to I being would, fearless? I would say my experience is taking risk. Mm. When I feel that something is to be done, and uh, though there is fear, I still do it, take the risk. Mm. And whenever I have taken risk, God has rewarded me sufficiently and beyond my expectation. Mm -hmm. The issue of pranidhana is, as you, uh, in one of your talks said, jump into the abyss. Don't sit on the edge. Jump into the <laughs> And what you feel is a bottomless cylinder. You will be falling and falling and falling. But you will never hit the hard ground because there is no hard ground. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know, thank you, Swamiji. It's such a beautiful description because I think we are all inspired, you know, to live uh, in the fullest way. But, you know, sometimes fear uh, can hold us back, you know, fear of failure. Um, but, you know, if we are really embracing this principle, as you have described, of pursuit of excellence, then there can be no failure in that. Do you think that's so? There's no failure. Yeah, there's no failure. Failure is only when you look for a gross, you know, gross uh, result. When you look for ex uh, excellence, then there is no failure. When you look for beauty, when you look for goodness, there is no truth, there is no failure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There is no failure. So failure is not there in the dictionary of a spiritual person. <laughs> there is only learning. Mm -hmm. Learning and growing and then uh, and uh, that's what he experiences. Ah, yeah, that's beautiful. And one of the other things you address in your book, besides um, that, is just so practical, Swamiji. I really want to thank you for this book. It's I, I find it very inspiring and helpful. So you talk about, um, in a way, you know, don't expect that waking up spiritually means that life will be free from problems. You know, that's the nature of yeah. life. But we learn to approach them differently. You also talk about recognizing and realizing that pain is a necessary aspect of living and that we should be able to accommodate both pain and pleasure. Um, and so that also seems very important because there's also some idea, I think, that we get that, okay, now I am on the spiritual path and so my life will be pain-free. <laughs> no, 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 there'll be more pain. Actually, pain is an opportunity and a challenge. Mm. Pain, pain is an opportunity. It is force you to activity. If there is no pain, you will be always on the comfort zone, and life will be boring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, so, and you, you use a very good word, I think, in uh, talking about this by saying, um, you know, realizing pain is a necessary part of living and that, that we should be able to accommodate both pain and pleasure. So rather mm -hmm. than the idea of, in a sense, being indifferent to it, you use the word accommodate. And, and accommodate. so tell us about that. That's a beautiful nuanced difference. Tell us what you mean by accommodate. Life, life unfolds in terms of pleasure and pain. And by balancing and... Uh, this pleasure and pain and accepting and accommodating it, we will be able to go beyond the pleasure and pain. To accept is to transcend. Mm -hmm. and, to and accept, I, to it, transcend it, it, is to unfold. Uh, could you repeat that, Swamiji, this last thing you said? I say to accept the pleasure and pain is to transcend the pleasure and pain. And mm -hmm. to transcend the pleasure and pain is to unfold your potential. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They, they all are the same thing. They happen yes. in the same space. Yes, and they are two sides of the same coin, as we say. Two you know, sides of the same coin. Yeah. And uh, if, if there is say... no pain, yeah, there's no pain, there is no pleasure. Uh -huh. If there is no pain and pleasure, there is no transcendence. If there is no transcendence, there is no self-expression. Mm -hmm. 
no realization of the of the self yes and so we we learn about how to accommodate both and understand them as part of life and 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 yet there's something else um you know, I had the pleasure of listening to your talk last night and these insights about the deepest freedom as being able to be happy in yourself. And so that is above um, pleasure and pain. So could, could, could you speak to that a little bit? That, you know, uh, while we understand that it's natural in life that pleasure and pain comes and goes, there is something else that we can discover, which is happiness that is a freedom. Please tell us about that. Yeah, that's why Krishna advises Arjuna in the very beginning, don't worry. Don't worry because what you see, you already have or you already are. We are seeking something which we have and we seek it outside. So once we realize this, then there is no, in, at least intellectually, once we realize it, then there is no cause for pain or pressure. Because pain and pressure is in their experience of happiness. So your understanding of pain and pressure changes. Because you have a higher perspective, evaluate pain and pleasure. Yeah, I don't know whether I am making myself. Yes, yes, it is very clear. In 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 other words, how I how I understand what you're saying is that when we experience our own wholeness, our own fullness our own completeness, then we are not trying to find something outside of ourselves that will make us happy, that will complete us, um, you know, that will give us this uh, happiness or fullness. We understand we already have that. And so um, we are free then to experience um, both pleasure and pain and to learn from them. Um, And this gives us um, uh, a, a new perspective as so you say. So there is no identification. There is no identification with the given experience. Mm-hmm. It is only when you identify with the given experience you interpret it as pressure or pain. Mm-hmm. Experiences experiences occur they appear and disappear like uh, waves in the ocean so there is no identification with that particular experience because you are living in the zone of fullness. Mm-hmm. You are living that life of fullness. So and within that, that thing can happen, yes. Yeah, and that so, is being anchored in the self to where it is possible um, to have that uh, fullness, really to have... A contentment or happiness, regardless of pleasure or pain. Pressure or pain. So pain and pressure, as far I can see, is an interpretation. An interpretation of a limited experience. You know, in the in Sanskrit, pain. The word for pain is dukkha. Dukkha means limitation, inadequacy. Mm-hmm. When you understand things in their wholeness then you don't interpret in terms of pressure and pain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that is why Krishna says, don't worry. Mm. Be happy. Don't worry. And, and it seems a beautiful key um, to come back, you know, to our opening conversation, a beautiful way to keep our balance. You know, we were talking about how there's this tension between, you know, meditation and action that is dynamic. Um, but it's this an unstable, is, it's an unstable balance. Yes. It is in the unstable balance which gives us the opportunity to explore and express. Yes. And as we do this with this higher, um, perspective, then it allows us, um, I think, to respond instead of uh, react. Now, we're coming to just the close of the program now, Swamiji, so uh, I would like to ask you just to offer um, 
one verse from the Gita that our listeners can take with them today, if you would, just a favorite verse. Uh, Krishna says, uh, it's a very beautiful uh, slogan in the Gita. Karmani vadhigaraste, ma bhale shugadajana, ma karma bhalahe durbhu, ma de sangosta karmani. You have to be active in life. Life means activity, doing. But you have no control over the outcome of your work. Mm-hmm. Therefore, don't define yourself by the outcome of your work. And continue to be active. Mm-hmm. The activity is the signature of being alive. Mm-hmm. And it is through activity you realize your Brahmanhood. Ah. So beautiful, Swami. That, that you realize your divinity. Thank you so much. That is the perfect verse to sum up our conversation today. It's been such a joy uh, to talk with you, Swamiji, and I want to remind the listeners they can find out more about your work at sambodh.com. And also for those of you who are in the Bay Area, uh, Swami Bodhananda will be joining me for a special program at CSE on Thursday, November 13th from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. He will be giving a talk from the Gita on called Be Wise, Happy and Free, The Spiritual Way of Life. And also for our listeners at a distance, you can um, tune in online for this program. Just go to CSE Center. Dot org. That's csecenter.org, and you can register for that program coming up with Swamiji, either stream it live or have access to the archive. And speaking of archives, we go to uh, the Unity Online Radio Archives. You will find some earlier programs, earlier conversations with Swami Bodhananda on November 7th. Uh, courage, service, and surrender, everyday wisdom for today's leaders from the Bhagavad Gita. So I look forward to being back with you next week with uh, guest Philip Goldberg as we talk about navigating paradoxes on the spiritual path. It's been a joy to be with you this morning. Thank you again for your patience. And Swamiji, um, thank you so much for being back thank with us you. today. Thank you, Maji. Thank you, Maji. Thank you for that inspiring conversation with you. Thank you very much. And thank you, Steve, for your help. I look forward to being with you all next week. Until then, remember to let your inner light shine into the world and share your peace and your joy with all that you meet. Bye now. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. Join us every Thursday morning at 10 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Pacific for practical, purposeful methods for spiritually conscious living every day. The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by friends and members of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California a ministry in the tradition of Kriya Yoga, the ancient science of self and God realization. www.csecenter.org Request free literature by writing info at csecenter.org Is there a difference between the spiritual teachings you know and how you live your life? Does your day-to-day experience reflect what you truly value? Are you ready to receive your life and live the gift that you are? Join Janice Campbell, licensed Unity teacher, author, and coach each week as she shares inspiration and tools to help you identify and dissolve the limiting beliefs that prevent you from living the fullest expression of what you are. Talk with Janice live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central on Receive Your Life, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
According to an ancient Hindu teaching, if you can only speak the truth and tell no lies for 12 consecutive years, you can attain enlightenment. Resolve to be honest with yourself and others starting today. And after 4,383 days, you just may become enlightened. This meditative moment from Reverend Joan Catuso and Unity Magazine is brought to you by Unity. Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed, you don't know where to turn. These days, it seems like there is no end to our problems. We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org. 